Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right, we're talking about Hannibal Season 2, Episode 2, on Dish by Dish. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the Baltimore Institute for the Criminally Insane. This is Dish by Dish, the kill-by-kill side project where we watch Hannibal one episode at a time. And of course, there's only one person that I trust that if I think about it really, really hard, yeah, she might make a great asobuco out of my leg. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Well, it would be the best way to honor you. It really would be. Uh, and I bring so much to the table. Literally. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just going to start this off by saying that one of the great things about Hannibal is you're watching it and you say, okay, this is the most horrifying thing I'll ever see on this show. <laughs> Right. And then, and then, you know, later on down the line, something will top that. Yeah. I mean, it really does uh, give you a cornucopia of nightmare fuel. I mean, I, I never really thought about how much it would be, how awful it would be to have to unglue yourself. Uh, <laughs> but it turns out it's pretty fucking awful. It does not look fun. And on top of that, you're ripping out sutures. I mean, this guy goes through a lot to free himself from the trap that he has found himself in. And the only reason we find that he wakes up is because as a recovering addict, he has a high tolerance and so to the drugs put into his system. So it doesn't kill him off the way it did everyone else in the mural. I, I was just rooting for him so bad to escape. And then he just like jumps and just bounces off a rock. This entire chase really plays with your emotions because that guy you can see he's put in a lot of effort into getting away. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you don't know who he is. You know, you don't really have a chance to get to know him as a character, but yet you're still rooting for him to escape. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten this far and you know, he's, he's found himself in an impossible situation. He's done a lot to free himself. You don't, you know, he might be a good guy. He might be a bad guy. He's a guy. And it puts a lot of humanity in him that throughout this, you're like, oh, I really hope he gets out of this. And then the show, you know, quite on purpose, you know, has him leap off of this cliff, this leap of faith. And he hits the cliff wall before he hits the water and hits another rock just down uh, at the at the water's edge. And it's kind of like, oh, man. You know, but at least that's probably a more merciful death than 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 that he was facing still stuck in that silo. Uh, yes, yes. But it is an infinitely more painful death than just being shot up with drugs and fading off into the great nowhere. Well, true. But but you know, he didn't. I mean, you know, when you wake up and you're, you know, you were glued to another person, you're not thinking, well, maybe I should just stick around here and see what happens. <laughs> like, let's see where this one goes. <laughs> What's the word? How much worse could it get from here, right? (laughs) Only uphill from here. (laughs) I mean, this is truly as bad as it's going to get. Why uh, uh, extricate myself from the situation? Why not ride this bad boy out? (laughs) I got my nice little crack glaze of of resin on me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get any older looking. Right, and I'm surrounded by other corpses. Like it's gotta smell great. So. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this is this is the episode where we learn that Hannibal has feelings, and you can yeah. hurt, you can hurt those feelings. Yes, this is the crux of this. Like, I feel like the last episode was a lot of setup, right? We're we're kind of like recovering from the season finale. We're getting back into gear. We're kind of putting some pieces in place. We're we're announcing that you know this season's going to have something going towards it, you know, an end where Jack and Hannibal are going toe to toe. So, you know, things are coming to a head, but how could we possibly have got there? And it kind of sets those things up like setting, you know, the, the placemats for a meal. And here we start to get to the meat of it, as it were, it is entitled Sakazuke. And uh, that is the first course in a formal Kaiseki meal. Uh, it is similar to an amuse-bouche. It is something meant to tantalize the palate for the meal to come. And I, as you stated quite clearly, once again, with pinpoint accuracy, I think that what we're going to be given here is a, a case, as it were, that Hannibal has fifis and... Uh, they they hurts they hurts in his little TikTok in his chest. He's emotionally moved. He is hurt. He is let down. Yes. He read he registers something that almost looks like surprise and confusion at one point. And regret. I think there are parts of this that he feels like if I could take this back, I would, but I know that I can't. I had to sacrifice Will in order to further my own needs. And now he is regretful about that. He's regretful about his actions. And we're going to start to see a change out of him. And not everyone is really enthused by it. Take, for example, that we have Bedelia de Moulier, his his psychiatrist, perhaps unwilling psychiatrist, who tries to strike out on her own uh, by cutting ties with Hannibal. And we can obviously see that she, whatever she thought up until this point, that she had some level of control, she obviously sees herself as perhaps the next will. Or if I don't do what this, if I follow along, like he's going to sacrifice me as a pawn, just like he did Will. And so she goes, no more of the night's chats between the two of us. Yeah, she is. And she is like just full Hitchcock blonde in this whole scene. Just, just oh it is, and it's so like craned in homage mm-hmm. with like the, the I, I love the close up of her feet moving backwards and his feet oh, are yeah. moving towards her. I'm just oh, like, yeah. you know, you're just kind of sitting there like, you know, like a cartoon, like gnawing your fingernails like a typewriter, like a, like a, like a typewriter carriage. Because she knows something bad can obviously happen. Like Hannibal's not something that she can control. She's next. She's next on the menu if she doesn't at least secure her own freedom in some way that allows her to move past his machinations. And so she says, like, I'm not going to lie for you, but I'm also not going to tell the truth. So we're at a tete-a-tete here. We're we're at at match point and we're just going to walk away from the field. And it's an interesting juxtaposition that when Hannibal walks towards her, she walks away. And at the very end of this episode, she walks towards Will to affirm his feelings. It's yeah, 
Yeah, she doesn't even. She. It's not even that. She, it's not enough that she fires Hannibal as a patient. She leaves town. She's, right. She like abandons her palatial home. In like a thief in the night, she just uh, drops a smoke bomb like a ninja and disappears. <laughs> Basically, you know, a very elegant way say, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got to bounce while the bouncing is good. So um, in the meantime, the the FBI has recovered this unfortunate soul who trying to uh, find a way out of this terrible situation. Mr. Um, Mr. Umber, which which I love the name because there's a whole, you know, this latest serial killers thing is creating a human color palette. Right. And, and so this new victim just happens to be Mr. Umber. <laughs> just so happens. Like I said, there, 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 there's, this is, yeah, I definitely, you know, this season is leaning more in, in, into the camp. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I appreciate that. You know, there's a lot more, oh, come on scenes in, 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 <laughs> in this season, but in a entertaining way, not, not in a, you know, oh, you're treating the audience like idiots. It's, it's, you know, and I, oh, this is very silly and I love it. I think it is the difference between seeing a magician who shows up at a kid's birthday party versus seeing a professional magician's act who is putting on a show in a controlled environment. And as such, like someone who's really good at that will play against expectations, will give you what you want in an unexpected way. And that I think is some of some, not all of the joy that Hannibal brings to the table. And and in this season where it's already in a gear and it just starts cranking in all the best ways towards a, an end it's set for itself. Right. Exactly. Speaking of wonderful gifts, can we talk for a minute? about what a gift Scott Thompson is to this show. He, <laughs> he just, his character is just completely unflappable in every possible way. <laughs> Whatever, he, he has seen it all. Not, nothing, yes. you, nothing phases him. No, he is just stating the facts, ma'am. And he just brings everything to the table. And he has such amazing uh, comedy timing. And I don't think sarcasm was necessarily uh, what was used most by him in kids in the hall, but here it's such a different environment than that, but he's such a good comedian that he's still getting laughs in the most dire of circumstances and situations. And he also doesn't seem to, unlike everybody else, he does not seem to, or if he does, he does not reveal it, have a strong opinion about whether or not, Will might have done, you know, might be guilty or not. He's yes. just he's just there to do his job. In a way, he's like a person who watches baseball because they enjoy the structure of it, rather than oh, that guy hit a home run. He's like he's much more concerned with whether or not the person who hit the home run touches all the bases as he goes around the diamond than he is about the actual score. He just loves the rules. He loves the process. And it's quite evident over a period of time. Like, I wish we got more of these people, but it's also, they're kind of a spice. You don't want to overdo a spice. Right. And and unlike, you know, he doesn't seem to have any sort of vested interest in either, you know, finding Will guilty or not finding Will guilty. Whereas Beverly seems to be working very hard to, to find some sort of out that proves that Will might be, might be innocent and um, but Brian just like, yeah, he did it. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, 
Brian's just like, throw the book at him. Well, Brian believes everyone is guilty because I think he is guilty. He's the one who violated FBI rules. He's the one who tried to gain advantage by selling information. So like, he believes like everyone is dirty. Everyone is bad because there's a part of him that is like, he's kind of corrupt. So it's not a big leap for him that this person who knew a lot about serial killers turned out to be a serial killer. Right. Whereas Katz, who's a very, Beverly Katz is such an interesting character because of that lab threesome, she's the natural born investigator. Like she has an instinct. She feels things in her gut and something seems wrong. It goes beyond mere personal affection. She's more out of Jack's cut of the world than, than, than the other two. Right. You know, she, she just has an instinct. You know, something is not right here. Yeah. And once she sees that flaw in the picture, she can't help but want to peel the picture back to see what is revealed underneath. I love the scene where Hannibal just kind of stumbling around them while while, yeah. while they're while they're they're uh, they're looking over Mr. Umber's body. He's trying to fit into the wheel roll and not quite making it. Yeah, which, he's, which is he's not a, he can't lead the dance, and yeah. he also his his personality doesn't allow him to be led. So yeah, he's stumbling all over the place, both physically and just within the scene. He He's bouncing off all the wrong conclusions here. Right. But what is under his control, and we're reaching back into that wonderful Hannibal canon here, is his super smell. And he's able to, <laughs> even after this body has been in a river for a day, he's like... <laughs> And covered in and covered in resin. I, right. I, I would I would think if nothing else, it would just smell like chemicals. Yes, but he does say that there might be something trapped within the cracks of the resin because, you know, in the smooth parts, it, it would just wash off. But it, within the cracks, there might be some vestiges or clue that something's left. And he can't contain that information. He has to because he knows it, and it's smart. Say it out loud. Right. My fa- my favorite Hannibal costume, his very neatly tailored kill suit. <laughs> where do you get where do you get um something that like that made? Do you go to a person who makes like couch covers for your grandma and it, say, it almost I'm gonna wear like, this out? It almost looks a little like fetish wear, like 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 something you would have you made for you, but to not have actual clothes underneath it. But it, it is a tailored suit. It goes down at the waist, like it fits him like a glove. Yeah, it's, it's a clear. He's basically wearing a clear plastic suit. Yeah, you know, whereas you know, you know, most people who you know need to you know, wear gear for when they kill somebody, you know, are going to wear maybe maybe a hazmat suit, maybe like a jumpsuit, something that could you know be easily you know disposed of. No, he's wearing something that is made clearly made for him. Yes. Which makes you wonder if he made it himself or how he could possibly have asked someone to fashion it for him who he didn't kill later on. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was, it's a, it's a, a souvenir from his, his days as like a, you know, a club kid. <laughs> sure. All he needs is a couple of glow sticks and uh, a pacifier. Big old cat in the hat hat. Psst, psst. He just whirling them back and forth and smacking the ground. Just making that same, just, 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 you know, expressionless face. 
I, I'm putting out a call to our listeners. If anybody wants to do fan art of, of, <laughs> of Hannibal as like a mid to late nineties club kid, please by all by means. means, we will not stop you. We will only encourage you. We will, we will spread that far and wide all over the social medias. Before we get to Hannibal, you know, uh, finding this place, we, I do have to say, like, it's a really interesting reversal of the expectations we all know from Red Dragon and, and in that we see Will behind bars and we see Hannibal on the other side and we're still getting that relationship. But the, the power dynamic here is now completely reversed. And it's it's very weird because Will knows that Hannibal is behind all of this, but he has to play it cool in that he's both probing for information while playing the role of someone who needs Hannibal's help. And Hannibal knows deep down that Will definitely has a suspicion about this, but also want, you know, doesn't want to see harm come to Will and his actions have put him there to save his own skin. It's, uh, it's a very weird power dynamic. And I think that's, that's where we're going to see a lot of this season play out. It's uh, and it, of course we also get Will pulling that quid pro quo routine with cats later on. Well, and also, Will cries and tells uh, Hannibal that he needs his help, and Hannibal yeah. is clearly moved by this, even though, at least to to my interpretation, Will is faking that. He, yes. you know, he he is faking being very emotional and 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 you know being you know, desperate for his help, yeah. and Hannibal somehow does not recognize that he is faking it, which is pretty remarkable. That being said, every interaction he has with Will. He's still looking to see whether or not he can sniff out Will's hidden intentions here. But the heart wants what the heart wants. And for Hannibal, the need to have an understanding won't be there with Will trapped in this situation. He thought he they could have the same dynamic, and they don't. Because Will knows he did it. So... Maybe if I start pulling some strings, you know, what can I do here? He hasn't quite formulated a plan yet. But things come to a head when uh, Hannibal, uh, deducing that corn has entered the picture, uh, finds our, our mural artist's uh, tableau, uh, climbs up to the top in his fancy plastic suit. And wouldn't you know it, this guy shows up to do some spray. And he looks up from the top. Does this, of the this character even have? Is he ever even given a name? I don't think he, he is. is he is given a name at some point, and I think I might have written it down. But I, I, I maybe in in the third episode I wrote it down. I don't even know if I wrote it down here. But it's it's kind of like, hey, love your work. Uh, think this is cool. And then you smash cut to the FBI raiding the place, and we're in yet another sort of situation that we were in with Garrett Jacob Hobbs, where Hannibal has deduced who the killer is, but also he doesn't want to turn these people in. He wants to manipulate everything into his artistic design rather than the killers. I was going to say, yeah, he wants to make them as part of his own tableau. And other people can sort of, 
figure they're, they're spelling something ain't right. Now, Katz uses both the information that Hannibal and Will gave her to sort of trace where that mural specific spot is. And we find that the artist himself is now the centerpiece and happens to be missing a leg. Cut to Hannibal making veal asubuco. Now, if you've never made asubuco before, it, first thing you're going to want to do is uh, you want to take that that shank and sear it off in the pan so you seal in the juices. Uh, you're going to take that pan sauce, you're going to add your other veg and citrus to it, and then uh, put it in a pan that you can seal and braise for a long period of time so you can really get that and save that tenderness. My last pork tenderloin turned out tough, much to my disappointment. Well, did, you, was, did you did you remember to you know, cut the foot off before you uh, prepared yeah, it? I I had the butcher cut off whatever foot it came, uh, the pig's foot. I, I <laughs> do believe I I was not eating a human being. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm like ninety eight percent sure. Is this the first time? This is the first time we have actually seen you you irrefutable evidence that he eats people. Correct? Yes, it's always been an editorial. Right, like the like the guy, connection. like the like the guy with like the the shot of him chasing after the guy, and then mm-hmm. and then making the joke about you know you know, he caught it running or something like that. But this yes. is the first time you've actually ever seen him prepare a human body part. Like like right. the, okay, that you know that's a person. You can't deny that. Yeah, and he and he has extras. He has leftovers. He's got three other cuts, you know, for later on in the week. So he's well, you he's, know that's just that's just shopping smart. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you get that. You get that, like the vacuum thing where you the vacuum sealer. You know, that, oh, that, yeah, that, sure. that lasts that for a while. Yeah, you put that right bad, that bad boy right in the fridge. But he has cooked off all four, so I think he's looking to eat that within the week um, for sure. Otherwise, it would probably dry out. But Katz uh, uh, brings Will like the tableau and says, "What's wrong in this picture?" And Will correctly deduces that the center of the mural is the killer himself. And he probably a, it, didn't sew himself into it. It's a it's a pasty white guy. Yeah. <laughs> it it's uh it's not the best fix Hannibal's ever come up with. No, no, not really. While Will's deduction game is still strong, I think Hannibal in this sort of on the run thinking isn't quite as good at this. He's a much better planner than he is an improviser because a lot of this stuff is like directly pointing at him. And it's only because no one will believe will that he's kind of getting away with it at this point. Well, yeah. And, and, and so much of what he's talking about, about, you know, the, the, you know, the mind of a psychotic and the mind of a killer. I mean, he's saying it and looking so meaningfully at people while he's saying it, like, (laughs) You know, you, you kind of expect to say, yeah, you you know I'm talking about myself, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't make it any clearer here. That I, I, when, I, when I'm saying the killer, I mean me. Yes. And they're all but, like, no, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's Will. We're good. <laughs> no, it's probably the guy who made fishing lures out of human remains. It's more likely <laughs> that guy. Um, and then, of course, uh, towards the end of the episode, we get uh, Katie Purnell back uh time to try to convince will that it would be better for everybody if he just pleaded guilty come on just tell everyone you committed this crime and it all work out better for everybody he's like uh, oh, oh. better for me 
fun little bit of trivia that I don't think I knew about this the first time I watched this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Katie Purnell is um, supposed to be Paul Krendler. Uh, oh. But they could not get the rights to use the name Paul Krendler. Okay. So it's, it's an anagram. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. That now, is fucking delightful. Now, Paul Krendler yes. is in Clarice. Uh-huh. We will we shall not talk about Clarice any further. Has anybody else been watching Clarice? Let us know. Yeah, let us know what you think. I, I of don't Clarice. know that any I don't know of anybody that is keeping up with it. I bounced in the middle of episode three. Uh it took me three viewings of the first act of Clarice episode three for me to convince me, no, you really don't need to watch the rest of this show. Have you watched it and you think it's awesome? Please tell us why. Give us a reason to go back to it. Yeah, who knows? Because, because, be the, first, because the first one stank on ice. <laughs> also, the second one was mildly better, but remarkably stupid. <laughs> and then any scene with that fucking psychologist in it, who she is forced to see by the FBI. Who, is... who, who should like, like, you know, be up on, you know, misconduct charges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that. That uh, that character, the performer, uh, whoever's directing that scene in any episode he appears in, they should all be up on charges. Sweet. <laughs> and uh, listen, we play choose your own death venture, but uh, only one person dies in this bad boy. And I don't think either of us want this to happen to us. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty gruesome. I also like that um, we get to see uh, Hannibal in his kill suit one more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he breaks into what he believes to still be um, Bedelia's home, uh, presumably to to kill her and, mm-hmm. and and eat her because why wouldn't you? I mean, my God, <laughs> um, what a meal! Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, but she she has uh, she she has uh, ditched town, yeah, uh, and left left behind a bottle of perfume because presumably she knows about uh, about Hannibal's super smell. You know, there's a, the interesting thing about this is obviously I kind of know where this is going in season three, but I don't remember all the details to it. Like, I don't know exactly how we get there. And so I am on the edge of my seat in every episode because it's quite a rediscovery and it is just so fucking enjoyable to watch. I just... I don't watch a, a, a ton. Well, I don't watch anything that I don't enjoy. I don't put myself through that shit. And luckily, uh, if, if I'm selling a new show, I'm probably only reading a script or watching a pilot. But this is a fucking joy every time I sit down to watch one. Well, it's such a it's such a fascinating dynamic because you've got a lot of characters who have have a very interesting dynamic in which they are both scared of each other, but mm. also deeply, deeply want to fuck each other. <laughs> it is the opposite of so many things that we tend to watch nowadays where everyone is beautiful, but no one is horny at all. Right. Or, or if they are horny, they, they, they you know, it's, you know, they, it, it's a flip side of them hating each other. I don't think right. anybody hates each other. They're scared of each other. Yes. There's, it's more fear involved than you, there's than you know they're scared of you know what they might do they're scared of how they might make them feel they're yes. scared of what they might bring out in them 
you know, you and, just, and vice versa, you know, what, you know, what the other person may, you know, what they may bring out in the other person, mm-hmm. but it's not hatred at all. No, there's more emotion in this show about serial killers than you see in a lot of other shows. And I, I just, I think it's wonderful. It's just such an interesting magic trick that so many people would not be able to pull off. And this show absolutely does with the plum. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. So that just about does it. Uh, Gina, uh, where can people find you on these here internets? I write about movies and television at the spool.net. And I am on Twitter under porcelain72. Do it today, people. Check it out. You can, of course, find us on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Letterboxd. Uh, We have a Patreon where we do fun stuff every single month. And of course, uh, you uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you're tuning in and you're more of a Hannibal fan than you are a regular fare, uh, please tell people about it. Uh, When Hannibal starts to trend places, uh, tell people about the show and rate and review us on iTunes about it. Watch along, uh, share it with people. Um, be our voice. Uh, we command you. You're in a cult now. You don't realize it. Please listen to us. <laughs> and that uh, that's uh, what we got, uh, folks. Uh, next week, we got a fun movie to watch and talk about. I'm not going to tell it to you next. You know where you can find that out? probably on all those social media sites I just told you about. That's that's where we announce things. Uh, And until then, of course, for myself and for Gina, the body count will continue. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.